You are listening to an audio recording from the ministry of Jefferson Town Bible Church in Jefferson Town, Kentucky, where we gather to proclaim God's Word. For more information, please visit jtownbible.org. Okay, let's bow for a word of prayer. I assume we're ready to roll here this morning. Audio-visual people, we're ready to roll, I assume? All right, let's pray. Our Father, we're grateful to come together around you and your Word this morning. We're grateful for your blessings. We're grateful, Father, for your great faithfulness. And we're grateful for this gift, these many gifts that you've given us. Um, And one of those incredible gifts is your Word your written word. And Father, we're grateful that we have it. We, may we treasure it. May we continue to uh, demonstrate that we treasure it by being a people that just thoroughly not only dig into it to understand it, but to understand it, to live it, to apply it. And this morning we pray that we'll take a few more steps in that direction. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, Ephesians chapter 5 is where we are at this morning, and we're looking at another of the exhortations on walking in the will of God. In Ephesians chapter 5, we read from the English Standard Version, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise uh, in Some of the other translations, that word carefully, which is a good and legitimate translation of the the Greek word, which we'll see here in a minute, is translated circumspectly. So, we need our AV people back there to pop up the PowerPoint. (laughs) There we go. There we are. Walk circumspectly. So now we're going to understand what circumspectly is, because that's how we're told to walk. And I I find it fascinating how oftentimes, perhaps, we will come across words not only in Scripture, but just in our general reading, and we have kind of a sense, a feel of what it's talking about, but we don't really know. So circumspectly, how many of you have used that word in the last week? You... Oh, so now you're confessing that you just lied. That's right. Scripture says keep short accounts, and you did that. How about the last month? How about the last year? How about ever in your life? (laughs) Okay, so Rachel says last time it was in a sermon... She used it. I guess you repeated it or spoke it. And uh, so circumspectly, we're told to walk circumspectly. What is that? What in the world does that mean? If we're told to walk that way, and by the way, it's a command. It's not a suggestion. So obviously God intends for us to be doing whatever circumspectly is. Don't you kind of want to understand what circumspectly is? Not really? <laughs> okay, circumspectly. comes from the Greek word akrobos, and it means accurately, carefully, strictly. Akrobos has the sense of doing something mindfully. So your mind is engaged with carefully, 
So you're, you're paying attention in a deliberate manner. And to what are we to mindfully, carefully, and deliberately walk? God's Word. That means we've got to be giving careful attention to it. We need to understand it accurately, which is consistent with the exhortations from Paul to Timothy. Rightly divide, accurately divide the word of truth. We're to understand it accurately, and then we are to live it accurately. Um, And so this is the sense of this word, carefully, accurately, strictly. Now, this past week, I noticed that my phone was getting somewhat sluggish, and the uh, storage capacity was getting somewhat full. So one of the steps that it was uh, suggested that you do is clear the cache. So I went to the settings, and uh, I, I cleared what I could from storage, but that was not clearing the cache. So I did what any person in the 21st century would do. I went to YouTube and pulled up a YouTube video on with regard to my phone on clearing the cache, and boom, there it was. But there were specific instructions that you had to follow, and you had to follow them in a particular order in order to clear the cache. I was acrobos on following the instructions. I couldn't do two-thirds of the steps and have success. I couldn't do them in any order that I chose to do them in. I had to follow a partic- strictly follow a particular order. And I had to do all of them. And so as I watched that video, I was taking my phone and tracking with each step, doing each step as they explained it. And when we got to the end, voila, my cache was cleared. C-A-C-H-E, not C-A-S-H. That's circumspectly. That's acrobos. And so what that tells me as I come to God's Word, that that's His command to me and to us, that we come to His Word with that kind of attention, to understand it for the purpose of applying it and living it. So that's what Paul's saying here is we are to conduct the course of our lives circumspectly, with an with a accuracy, with a carefulness, with a strictness to God's Word, so that we can follow and live what He says. So as we look at this following context here, what is acrobos? Well, acrobos is walking in wisdom. He says, look carefully or walk circumspectly uh, then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise. Acrobos is using the Word of God so that we make wise choices and wise decisions as followers of Christ. That wisdom that we need is contained and revealed to us in God's Word. James tells us that when we face trials and difficulties and hardships, to count it all joy, and, uh, and as we go through it, to ask God for wisdom, and He will richly, abundantly give us that wisdom, liberally is a word that's used in, in many English translations, 
God's wisdom is there for us, and it's abundant, and that wisdom is revealed to us in God's Word. That's where we interact with the wisdom of God in a cognitive way. And so we are to walk as wise, not as unwise. Our, our choices, our decisions are to be informed by the truths of God's Word, which means that we're taking in God's Word on a regular basis. We're seeking to unpack it and understand it. We're seeking then to say, okay, how does this work out in my life? And take the particulars of Scripture and apply them to the choices that we make in life. It is unwise to make poor choices. God doesn't want us making poor and unwise choices, bad choices. We hear that often when someone, you know, makes decisions in life that bring negative consequences, and they say, well, he or she, they made some poor choices. Well, yeah. <laughs> For the believer, though, our Father has given to us a rich resource so that we can increasingly make wise choices, good choices. And, and that information, that wisdom, is, is right here in this written word. And so we are to walk circumspectly by embracing the wisdom of God as revealed in His Word and then putting it into practice in our lives. For instance, Jane, it says, do not lie. A wise choice is not to lie. I forgive you. God's forgiveness is what counts most, so. But you get the idea. I mean, there's, there's many just direct, clear exhortations in Scripture that inform our choices. So Acrobos is walking in wisdom, not as uh, those who are unwise. Want to live an unwise life in the sight of God? Ignore him, ignore his word. You'll go through life and you'll make, you know, some okay decisions, maybe even some good decisions in the eyes of men, maybe even some that, that would be considered great decisions in the eyes of men, but not necessarily wise decisions in the eyes of God. So Acrobos is walking in wisdom. But Acrobos is also redeeming the time. He says, do not walk as unwise, but as wise. Why? Redeeming the time. We are to look at the time that we have in this life and be redemptive about it. In other words, using it uh, in, in, in the best way possible in accordance with God's will and plan and purposes. Viewing life, viewing this world, viewing everything that's happening in the light of God's will and plan and purposes. And the more we get into God's Word and understand it, we see the fullness of God's will. We see the fullness of His plan. His plan is laid out for us in His Word from the historical perspective beginning in Genesis 1-1 all the way to the ultimate conclusion of all things in Revelation 22. It, it, his plan for His creation, His plan for humanity is there from Genesis 1-1 to Revelation 22. And it's awesome. 
to be able to understand that plan more and more and then live life in our current times in light of that broader plan. It, it does change how we view life in this world, how we view what's happening in this world. So understanding God's plan in a greater and deeper and fuller way, it, it is thoroughly revealed in His Word. It's right there for us. And redeeming the time, in part, means that, that we are living life and making choices in light of this broader context of God's plan. We know where we came from as believers. We know why we are where we're at right now as followers of Christ, and we know where we're going. And we know the ultimate end of all things relative to creation. And there's a lot of details that fit into that broad, extensive plan. So we live life in this current time in our thinking in the context of that plan, but his purposes as well. We, as we read God's word, we understand more and more of his specific purposes. And we seek then to have our lives gravitate to and around those purposes in his word. And I know I'm speaking generally here, um, but to give us a sense of you know, what it is to be redeeming the time in light of God's will and plan and purposes. So making our lives count while we have life for the things that really matter. There is a reason for doing that because he says the days are evil. He said that in the first century. Now I know 20 centuries have unfolded and humanity and man is, is uh, advancing more and more. We're getting more intelligent. We're getting better. We're becoming more good. I mean, it's the 21st century. Life's never been so good on this planet as it has been in the 21st century. And so I, I guess we don't have to be too concerned about redeeming the time because the days are less evil now in the 21st century. It was pretty bad in the 20th century with Hitler and Stalin and Mao among a whole host of other lesser personalities that believed that they could take the lives of innocent human beings for their agenda. But hey, we live in the day of choice. So we're advancing. So the days are less evil, right? <laughs> As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be at the coming of the Son of Man. Those days were evil. And evil to the point that our Lord brought judgment upon His creation, upon His humanity, whom He had created. 
we haven't yet filled up the fullness of that evil as humanity because God hasn't, Jesus Christ hasn't returned in judgment yet. But according to Scripture, according to what we know of God's plan and purpose and will, we're steadily making progress, if you want to call it that, in the direction of evil. So redeem, we are to be redeeming the time that we have in this life for Christ and for God because the days are evil. We only have one shot at living life on this current earth and in the time that we have. We have one shot. And in doing so, we are to be redeeming the time. That's walking circumspectly, looking carefully as to how we live life. Acrobos is also understanding what the will of the Lord is. He says, therefore, do not be foolish. So there's something that is not foolish and something that is foolish in this context. Foolishness is a failure to understand what the will of the Lord is. And when we say the will of the Lord, we're not talking about where should I live and in in what kind of a home should I live and what kind of a job should I have and those kind of decisions. That's not what this verse is talking about. Those are all important decisions. But it's God's will as revealed in His Word. We are to understand what God has said in His Word about His will, what, what's clearly communicated there about His will. And in the 2820 course previous to this, Ken spent a good amount of time talking about ascertaining and understanding and discerning the will of God and how we take the truths of Scripture and seek to ascertain what the will of the Lord is. Some very good teaching there in that regard. And so we take that and, and, we, and we implement that as we continue to understand the will of the Lord. There's only one place where God's will is revealed, and that's in His Word. There's only one place where we can find teaching and principles uh, to help us discern those kind of decisions that we have to make in life that are not specifically spoken to in God's Word. But it's there. And so it's foolishness on the part of a believer to fail to understand the will of God. That's not walking carefully. So this concept of walking circumspectly, acrobos, means that, that as followers of Christ, we cannot go through our life lackadaisically as it pertains to how we live and and the choices we make. We need to be careful and attentive. That's the attitude. That's the disposition. That's the motivation. He then goes on to say that Acrobos is also being filled with the Spirit. So obviously here's some clear statements just 
in the whole fifth chapter of Ephesians about the will of the Lord. So here is a statement about the Spirit of God. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery. And so the exhortation is, um, drunkenness is not to be a part of a believer's life. Do not be drunk with wine, because that's debauchery, says God. Others, other people might not say it's debauchery or use that word. They might say, that was a poor choice, I mean. As, again, as an Uber and Lyft driver, I picked up several people who had made poor choices. That's why they're using Uber and Lyft. God says drunkenness is debauchery. So that's, that's, we don't go down that path as followers of Christ. We just don't go down that path. But, that word but is a word, uh, a conjunction of strong contrast. And strong contrast to being controlled by wine or any other alcoholic beverage. So it's talking about control here. Be filled with the Spirit. Be controlled by the Spirit of God. Let your life be controlled by the Holy Spirit of God. Let Him be the controlling influence, the controlling person, the controlling factor in our lives. So the Spirit of God uses the Word of God for the purposes of God in our life. Being filled with the Spirit... At the heart of it is allowing the word of Christ to dwell in us richly, as Paul said it to the Colossians, a parallel passage to this. So we're coming back to the word of God. We're coming back to this one source that God has given us to know him, to know his will, to know his plan, to know his purpose, to know his heart, to know his desires, to know his commands, to know his exhortations, to know his blessings. There's so much here. So the Spirit of God, to be, to be filled with the Spirit of God, is that, it means that, that we're going to be having the Word of God dwell in us richly, taking it in, meditating on it, thinking it, studying it, understanding it more and more. And as we do, the Spirit of God will then use the Word of God to direct our lives as we live in submission to Him. But the point is, that it is God's will that for the believer, it is God the Holy Spirit who is to be the one who is filling us, filling our desires, filling our, our longings, filling our, uh, our focus in life. And, and he used the example of not getting drunk with wine, but I mean, you could put any number of other things in there, whatever it is, that is controlling one's life other than God the Holy Spirit. Obviously, they had an alcohol problem in the first century. I know we don't in the 21st century because, again, we have advanced. And, and friends, don't let friends drive drunk. 
Unfortunately, the ones I've had in my car who needed Uber and Lyft, they didn't have good friends, apparently. You get my idea. Whether it's 1st or 21st century, it, it's entirely re relevant. But again, I want to stress that what Paul talked about, not being drunk with wine, you could put drunk with you know, all kinds of drugs today. It's a huge problem in our country and around the world, actually. What is it that, that controls our focus, our desires, our want-tos in life? It needs to be the Spirit of God. So we are to be filled. So Acrobos is being filled with the Spirit. Walking carefully with discernment, with accuracy, means that we will live our lives and conduct our lives under the control of the Spirit of God. And that's not some mystical experience. That's the people of God getting into the Word of God, meditating on the Word of God, and living the Word of God. And be ye transformed. Do not be conformed to this world, but be ye being transformed by the renewing of your mind. The Spirit of God using the Word of God to fill our minds, our thoughts, our thinking, shaping it so that we live life and make choices that are wise choices. Okay, Acrobos is speaking to one another in spiritually beneficial ways. As he goes on to address this, he says, Addressing or speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the uh, singing unto the Lord with your heart, but addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. In other words, conversation, where you know, it doesn't mean going around and always quoting scripture you know, to one another when we talk. Good morning, God, Goddard. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. It, it doesn't mean that but it means that, that our thoughts are so filled with God and who He is in a real and genuine way. And what He has said, we value it, it's important to us, so that as we have conversation, we're encouraging one another. Where there's encouragement, we bring the wisdom of God's Word as that which shapes our encouragement and not the wisdom of Confucius or some other philosopher. Uh, that where there's times of need, we're, we're coming along and, and we're encouraging one another with God's word. Have you ever had the experience? I have. Where you've been in, in a difficult time in your life, just even on a personal basis, and God uses a song. God uses a song sung by someone else. Maybe in your presence. Maybe you hear it on your playlist. And that song takes on deep and rich, not only meaning, but encouragement. Because it, it turns our focus to God and to particular ways that he ministers to us as 
as, re, as spoken, as expressed in that song. That, that's what it's talking about. That walking wisely means that, that we are speaking to one another in this manner, in a spiritually beneficial manner, in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. That's why the, the songs that we sing first and foremost, need to be theologically solid and sound because music communicates, communicates a lot of things. And as believers, we want to be communicating that which is truly solid and beneficial to those that we are among. It says psalms. Do you realize that prior to the advent of using hymns, the hymn book, which isn't really that old in church history use, a couple hundred years, maybe 250. But it really exploded in, in wide use in the 20th century. But we're more advanced now. We have everything electronically. You get my facetious emphasis on being more advanced in the 21st century. In some ways we are, and many, many other ways we're not. But prior to that, you realize that a good portion of what the church sang across denominational lines came from the Psalms. The Psalms were written, a number of them, a great number of them, as songs, songs of worship. And you can't beat the lyrics and you can't beat the author, the Holy Spirit, who inspired David and others to write the Psalms. So wise decisions, walking circumspectly means speaking to one another in a spiritually beneficial manner. It also means singing and making melody to the Lord. Singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. That's talking about yourself. And what needs to fill our hearts is singing. Whether you're just singing the songs in your head, whether you're singing them in the shower, whether you're singing them in the car, whether you're singing them in the, around the house, um, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, because that, that's what it's about. And, and I'll tie it in specifically here to what we do on Sunday mornings, is we are gathered here and we're in that portion of our worship. This is, we, we have Sunday morning worship. We're doing that now because we're investing our intellect, our time, our understanding, ourselves into God's Word and with God's Word. That's worship. That's part of our worship. That's an element of our worship. And we do that every day if we're in God's Word. Another component of our worship as we come on Sunday mornings is when we're singing. And, and the singing is not for our entertainment. We may be somewhat entertained by it, but it's for the purpose of us mutually expressing our praise, our thanks to God. And, and really, that's how each of us should view 
what we're doing as we sing together. It's, it's, our pers- it's an opportunity for us to personally and collectively worship God through the expression of these songs. That's making melody in our hearts to the Lord. And it's just icing on the cake if it's a nice melody. <laughs> Here's another one that is walking circumspectly. Giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father. Wow. Giving thanks. This is, this is walking circumspectly. Carefully. Giving thanks to God the Father for everything. Always. Doesn't seem to me like God allows for a complaining attitude disposition spirit in us ever. Wow. (laughs) We have advanced in the 21st century because we have really honed our complaining skills. (laughs) We're much better at it now in the 21st century. (laughs) No, as believers, we are to always give thanks to God for everything. Friday night, 2 a.m., Shelhov, Russia. The Shelhov Baptist Church had an electrical issue in its electrical system. The church caught on fire and burned down. And I've spoken at that church twice. Had an Antioch Initiative class at that church once. It's a good-sized church. A lot of people attend there. So I was communicating with different ones from the Irkutsk region because Shelahov is uh, in the Irkutsk, near the city of Irkutsk. And one of them I talked to or communicated with was a Facebook friend, which is, is a pastor's wife. She speaks English. So I, I sent her a message and told her how sad it was and how sorry it was to hear of, of the church burning. And uh, one of her, a portion of her response to me was, you know, we have had people from all over the world call us and talk to us and support us. And we realize that we have a family that is from all over the world And then she said this, we accept these circumstances from God. We accept these circumstances from God. And we thank God. I mean, there's nothing left of the church. It is just steel girders. That's it. It's gone. And then another friend, my interpreter friend, Anna, she sent me a message and said, our brothers and sisters, they're meeting in different apartments, apartment buildings in their apartments. So that's, that's what they did. They, I mean, they have no place to go. <laughs> and it's, 
wintertime. It's February in Siberia. And when I was there a year ago, the high daytime highs were like zero to three, maybe five degrees, and you don't stand around outside. <laughs> but it, it just struck me that we accept these circumstances from God and we give thanks. It's like, wow. That's, that's what this verse is. Giving, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so if we arrive home today and discover that our home is burnt down, we can say we accept this from God and we give thanks. So Acrobos is giving thanks to God the Father. That's walking circumspectly. It's a poor choice to complain. Actually, it's sin. <laughs> but just staying on that theme of a poor choice. And then finally this morning, Acrobos is submitting to one another. Submitting to one another out of reverence or respect for Christ. We don't always even like each other. Amen? Oh, come on. <laughs> you mean to tell me that you've been around believers and none of them have ever rubbed you the wrong way? <laughs> we submit to one another. We don't seek to position ourselves or elevate ourselves above each other as followers of Christ. And the reason we do this is out of respect for Jesus Christ. You know, I've, I've often heard the statement made, and, and there's truth to it, that respect is earned. That's true. But you know, also respect is that which is given. As believers, for instance, we are to respect our governing authorities. And it doesn't matter if you're a believer or not. There's going to be governing authorities that, by virtue of who they are and their personality and how they live life, it, it doesn't encourage, to use that word, respect. But that's irrelevant for the believer because God says, respect them. Give them respect. They may not earn it, but we give it. That's outside of the realm of what we're talking about here. That's just a point of illustration. We do what we do out of respect or reverence for Jesus Christ because our Lord Jesus Christ has told us to be submitting to one another. So that's why we do it, and, and we do it willingly. We do it respectfully. This is walking circumspectly. So we've unpacked in these few verses, in this context, of what it means to walk circumspectly. And of course, there's much more in Scripture that we bring to bear to walking carefully, accurately, 
strictly in a very deliberate manner, governed by the Spirit of God using the Word of God who enables us to make good and wise choices. Any thoughts or comments before we go to break? Any wise comments? Not wise cracker comments, but... All right, let's pray. Father, today we're grateful that we have been blessed to be together around you, our Lord Jesus Christ, and having the Spirit of God indwelling us as our resident teacher. Lord, we're grateful to be around your Word, to have exposure to the text of your Word and, Father, to interact with it. I pray that as we go from uh, these moments together that we'll continue to flesh these thoughts out and meditate upon them as we read the scriptures for ourselves. Maybe even revisit this passage and, and do our own study and our own thinking before you in prayer and, and grow in our understanding of what it means to walk carefully and deliberately because we do live in days that are evil and help us to be redeeming the time and living our lives in a manner that is redeeming the time. To this end, Father, we commend ourselves to you. Thank you for your many and manifold blessings. In Jesus' name, amen. This has been an audio recording from the ministry of Jefferson Town Bible Church in Jefferson Town, Kentucky where we gather to proclaim God's word. For more information, please visit jtownbible.org.